Welcome to the Abundant Leap Podcast. I'm your host, Chance Welton. I'm a speaker, consultant, and thought leader here at Abundance.io. In this podcast, you'll discover your strengths, find turnkey business models, and get expert guidance for life's biggest financial moments, where we have trained and consulted over 35,000 entrepreneurs on how to start their first online business, and we've helped existing business owners start their second and third stream of income. You can learn more at Abundance.io, and of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at the Abundant Leap Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode here on the Abundance.io podcast. We are here at the Door-to-Door Con live. What's up, Dylan? Good to see you, my man. What's up, dude? It's cool to do a podcast in a room like this. I'm normally trapped in my studio at my office. I like the energy. People are passing by. They're checking in. David Meltzer just ran by earlier and waved at us. And so there's just like good energy. People are tuning in. Definitely not for someone who's shy, though. No, no. That's why I don't like shy people. They're not welcome here. (laughs) All right, I better leave. (laughs) (laughs) You just are launching, not launch, but relaunching your new agency, Mindful Agency. And who's your new business partner? Michael Gra- Graziano. Uh, dude, cra- craziest thing is like we met on uh, this app called uh, Grinder. Called Grinder. I was going <laughs> to say that, but I did I got you. Did. <laughs> I was going to do a little comedic timing on it, but you just had to come for the. Well, me and Abdul met on Craigslist. So. Oh, he meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Misconnection. Yeah. Don't ask how I know those. Actually, a hor- quick tangent, horrible story. Yeah. Is actually like in high school, took one of my friends and put his number with a male model's photo and said, <laughs> Amazing. Said, I'm like, send me a text. And Amazing. not just a text, send me a photo. <laughs> and, he just, he's, and he's Brazilian. He's, he's like, really popular. Julian, was this? He's like, so anyways, yeah, dude. So Michael Graziano, a crazy thing, dude. Yeah, we met on, what was the app? You talked to each other on the- Clubhouse? Yeah, Clubhouse, yeah. I'm hearing a lot of things. I'm not on it. I don't know what people are getting. I'm not on so many different platforms. No, like, uh, no, dude, it's dead. Uh, it's it, dead? Yeah. We used it when it was live a year and a half ago. It just launched. Okay. I mean, maybe it's cool, but- They got married on Clubhouse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Him and his wife got married on Clubhouse. Wild. I was reading that on the bio. I was like, what? <laughs> you can do that? But dude, here's the thing. is like, we're doing this thing. Like, It's called like Baby Shark Tank. It's where like people come up, pitch their idea, and then people invest. And I didn't really realize the sharks were only investing like 25, 50 bucks. I was putting up like 500 bucks every week. Yeah. And then he, he's just like, who's this? like guy coming in throwing down this money i guess i was like the biggest investor every week for two months and and i didn't know because they just pull into the pool and then they give it to the winner he's like dude let's talk so we get on a zoom call and i'm like where are you from he's vancouver i'm like oh dude i grew up in vancouver i spent 24 years there he's no shit where do you go to high school like we went to the same high school had the same teachers but the year he graduated was the year i started so we're five four or five years apart and it's just crazy how like the world comes full circle. Big time. And then things come and it happen. And so, yeah, now we're business partners. We run Mindful Agency. It's PR, social media. It's like building people's personal brands. That's what we do. Amazing. So the five minute tangent to get to that one point. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great, man. And I'm starting to know more and more about PR. I never really paid a whole lot of attention to it. And now I just see the value in it, right? Like you guys do the magic that... I didn't know about and just like helping people get their story out into the world is super powerful, man. I love what you guys are doing. Talk to the audience a bit more about if you're starting out your brand, you're starting out as a business owner, maybe you don't have money to invest in PR. Like what are some smart things you can start doing when you're starting your company to really get like the good word about yourself and your brand out there and start doing like those baby steps of PR? Yeah. So the way we look at it, it's like a, it's, you got to climb up the ladder 
of authority. And so you do need like a baseline level of social proof where it's, hey, like there's a certain number of followers. Unfortunately, it's like a world of social proof and then some articles and PR and stuff like that. And so what you want to be able to do is you want to own like the the first one or two pages of search engines. Because if you don't tell a search engine what to say, they're going to create their own message and say it themselves. So I'd rather go in and create an article, put the headline there, uh, Abundance IO, number one rated podcast. And even if it's not yet the number one rated podcast, like state that and make it, and it'll become that. And so then the first one or two pages of Google says that. What you can actually do is without, this is just what we do. We go out and I message people on these publications and say, hey, I have a client that's got this topic about XYZ. Can you do a feature on them? And they'll say yes or no. If I do it, send it out to 10 or 20 people that work at these companies, eventually one person will say, yeah, people pay us to do that. That's what we do. We go handle that side of the business. But if you have no money, just go do that yourself. Go into these publications, go into like Forbes. If you got a cool story, look at the contributors and then go find them on Instagram and send them a message. And it's literally as simple as that. You just got to do it enough times where someone who cares enough about your story is willing to write something about you. For sure. Because <clears throat> I don't, all of these publications are always looking for content. Yeah. Like they're just like literally digging through the internet, trying to find stories that'll get eyeballs on their site. That's it. So many people think, oh, I got to have this and that, and I got to be wealthy and I got to have this big business and I got to have all these things going for me for somebody to listen to my story. But what I've learned so much about listening to some of the top speakers in the world is they started going there and getting to those levels because they really got clear on their story and they really got clear on their mission. And when those things aligned, people were able to understand them and understand like what they were trying to do. So then naturally people want to come through, promote you, get you on their site, get you on their stage because it's clear. So a lot of people that are going through pain or going through depression, or going through whatever, it's like when you come out of that and you start sharing your story to help other people through your story. Like I just had Michael on a little bit ago with Unbroken and like his story is so wild. And the fact that he got out and started sharing about like the the bad, the ugly, the crazy, like the crazy stuff he went through, it created an entire platform for him where everybody wanted him on their stages, wanted to do business with them. It was like this whole thing. So when it comes to sharing your story, once you find what that is, you find your voice, getting on those platforms is, is not as hard as you think. Yeah. And there's, if you go, there's a site called National Day Calendar, where there's these, basically there's over 300 days of the year. There's National Women's Day. There's National Hijab Day, right? There's like literally three, like over 300 of these. And so you go to National Day Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com, and you can see the list of all of them. And as one, one's approaching about a month out, you can go to the media and say, hey, National Hijab Day is coming up as a, as a Muslim American. I'd love to talk about my topic. It's like you could find probably one a month that resonates with you and your story wow. and just use that as a way to hack your way into the news and the media. And that's effectively just what we do for our clients. It's like we find what's a trending topic, right? Let's say Elon Musk is like in the news and about Twitter. Like we'll find a former Tesla employee who is a, well, it's disgruntled and have them come and take them to CNN and say, CNN wants a hit piece on Elon Musk. So we find the person. And so that's just basically what it is. So the easiest way to do it is just what is your mission? What is your story? And how can you communicate that to people who have platforms that could share it and talk about it? Yeah, I love that. And as you start to grow your business, that's where we've done work together. We're talking about doing more work together with PR because it's a lot of work to get to those right publications with the right story and the right thing. Like the work that you guys put in, I'm just like, I'll just pay. <laughs> like, it's, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And when 
you see these bigger brands growing, you're like, wow, how is this person everywhere and doing everything? It's like really building the right teams around them in those sectors. Like we have our social team, we have our media team, we have our copy team, we have our PR team. It's like starting to build, like getting the right people and the right teams around you allow you to, like you said, build authority in the right way and in the right time frame that you're really trying to accomplish. At some point, it can't be a one-man game anymore, but in the beginning, do what you can. And that's really the whole thing with abundance is really teaching people how to get started, how to start building the brand and how to just start doing it with whatever they got. Get resourceful. And that's what we try to teach people. It's like when you start a business, you either have more time or you have more money. Which one are you going to use to get you to that next level to where you can start having more time or more money? It's going to take sacrifice on either end. It doesn't just happen. And you talk to people like, why am I not on that stage? Why am I not on TV? And why is my business not growing? You haven't done the work. You haven't sacrificed one of those to get to that next level where those other doors open up to where, oh, it does make sense to go work with you on PR and get these big TV spots and get these big things. It's like, if you're just starting out, it maybe might, may, might not make that sense. May, blah, blah, blah. Cut that out. It may not. Keep it in. It? <laughs> Keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about perfection. It's about just the process and being relatable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and being, <laughs> can't even, oh God, that's funny. <laughs> there's also, there's so much stuff happening around here. It's so distracting. Like, it really is. You get friends walking by, they're like, hey, what's up, bro? They're like high five. Don't over fuck there. up. I want to high five them. Uh, but no, dude, I, like the thing is when people are just getting started, the key is if there's someone who has money because maybe they're working like a corporate job somewhere else and they're making money they can, invest in like a system where it's like done for you that's perfect but if you're someone who doesn't have access to capital it's not a this isn't a hey pay nothing and get rich quick it's a you're gonna have to learn the process do the work yourself eventually you make a little bit of money then replace that with an agency or a person hire someone and that's how companies are born like i've got over 75 employees now it wasn't because i just one day hired 70 paid 75 people a paycheck it's because i did the process and then i hired someone to do that process and then i hired someone else to do this process and eventually there's this pyramid this whole pyramid and oh, oh pyramid scheme yeah pyramid scheme exactly <laughs> <laughs> did you get into my jokes before me dude uh, so dude that's the process of building wealth and yeah and uh, yeah totally it's, uh, just like the, like the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is now too is in old corporate america it definitely is a pyramid scheme now you want to talk about it where everyone at the bottom is serving the people at the top right that's a true pyramid scheme getting paid minimum wage to run these massive corporations what we've done in our business and i know you have as well is like we've actually flipped it upside down to where us as the owners the board of advisors like the like the corporate level people we serve our people like we've turned that upside down because when we serve them and we solve problems it's like that open line of communication where you guys tell me something's going wrong. Tell me something that's broken. I want to hear the bad stuff so we can fix it and make your life better so that we can all work better. I don't want you guys being burnt out. I don't want you guys working longer hours than you should be. Let's build the systems. Let's invest in the right way so we can take this thing really to the next level. And when we really shifted that communication about two years ago, the business really started to take off and people felt safe in the work environment and people felt like, oh, I'm a part of something bigger. It just, it really changed it. And I see there's a friend of mine actually that, that will go into corporate businesses and we'll help them restructure in that format where it's like an open floor communication. It's not, oh, you're answering to your superiors. And if you step out of line, you're getting fired like that, like old way of thinking, I think is really outdated now. So we're always hiring at abundance.io. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it is, it's, it's interesting because I have the same philosophy, but instead of just with my team, it's also 
with my customers. And my first, I had 10 people sign up for my company and one person complained, and then I fixed it. And then I had 100 people sign up and then nine, nine 10 people complained and I listened to them and I fixed it. And that's why four years later, my companies are thriving and growing and we have happy customers because not only am I listening to my, my employees, but also listening to my customers. And I think there's this, sometimes people get removed from the business, but if you can have that like open communication with your people and your team and, and your customers, and then I think that's where things get better because dude, I don't really talk to customers anymore. So it's like in order for me to hear that, I like, I have to somehow get their feedback back to me. And I don't know about you, dude, but I'll once in a while get like a spontaneous email from a customer that somehow dug my email up somewhere saying, Hey, I just want to give you some feedback. So if I, and of course I get feedback from my employees, but if I didn't have that, the only communication I'd get is like the once a quarter email from a customer that was like really unhappy. So I love that you're doing that and really create encouraging that, that process where everything can improve and get better. For sure. It's that, it's that feedback loop. Cause I remember when I first started my agency, like back in 2015, 2016, I was terrified to speak with my clients. I was terrified. It's like, yeah, business was growing. I knew it was good. I was tracking the, tracking things, but I was also working with a lot of attorneys and they just had their way about just like being crazy. I don't know if you ever marketed for attorneys. Like, yeah, it's like it's a wild, it's a wild world to be in. Um, they make you think you messed up when you didn't, but I didn't do like the feedback loop with my clients. And then eventually those clients would eventually just go away, whether I would just kind of let them go or they would just leave and the contract would end. And then when I started doing it and started having somebody like check up, it was like, we're checking out where we were finding things that were broken before it became a problem. And then we were also getting the purest feedback. Cause like the best thing for you to create another product, to create another service, to add more value, your clients will tell you exactly how to do that. Like you go to these growing companies and they're like, we don't know our next product. Survey your, survey your list. How else can we better serve you? How much more value can we add to you? How can we do that? What would that look like? And literally we started a fitness, online fitness company. Uh, this was four or five years ago. And it was an influencer, had a bunch of followers on YouTube. And we're like, you need to build some products. Ky Kylie Jenner? Yeah, Kylie Jenner. <laughs> we run all of her products now. <laughs> Survey the list. What do so you guys think? Small up and coming influencer. Yeah, very niche market. <laughs> Not a large town, very small town. <laughs> and... She's, and, from, she's the one from North Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> she's from the Dakotas. I didn't even know that there was a North, but I'm from the West Coast. Where's North Dakota? The, I, I think she knows West. She knows Kanye West and yeah. Or, but anyways. They all hang out over there ne next to the big lakes, right? <laughs> <laughs> On that side of the country. Fuck, I just lost my train of thought. I had something good going there. <laughs> Rewind, cut uh, that out. No, keep it in. You worked with the creator. Oh, yeah. He was like, I don't know what products to create. I'm like, email your list and say, how can I add more value to you? And it was like 30% of them were like, I need a protein supplement. The other 15% were like, oh, how do I gain more muscle in a short amount of time? Like they were, we got maybe 10 of them back and then we took that and then put that into where these are the only 10 you could choose from and then sent it out to the list again and then narrowed it down to two. And then that product freaking crushed. Dude, I have a way for beginners to do something just like that. It'll take them 30 seconds and it'll, they'll be able to get over 10,000 data points of feedback in 30 seconds. Let's hear it. Dude, chat GPT. <clears throat> you can literally go in and prompt it and say, act as an Amazon reviewer or as an Amazon review analyzer and review the, review the, the last 10,000 reviews for a blank product. Mm -hmm. So you can say baby, baby diapers or whatever. Yeah. 
and give me a list of the 10, neg the 10 negative points and the 10 positive points. And it will literally go through, the data is only up to 2019, so it couldn't be something super recent yet, but it'll literally go through data from up to 2019 and analyze it and be able and give you the feedback. What are your thoughts? I see a it's lot of people. Blowing. It's, it's super mind blowing. And I'm now seeing so many people. I just saw Pace Morby at his event literally talking about it. it's going to start replacing this industry and this industry. What are your thoughts on that? Like, what does that look like for people that are in like a sales job or a setter's job or a support job? Dude, I just did a, I just did a keynote on it on Wednesday, three, day, three days ago. And dude, it was like, I, I, there's, I, I made a list of 43 industries it's going to replace. Can I uh, borrow that for my keynote tomorrow? <laughs> the, dude, the World Economic Forum said it's going to replace by 2025, 85 million jobs. Now, globally just, or in uh, the U.S.? Globally, yeah. Globally, yeah. yeah. If that was to do that, if that was the U.S., that's like half the U.S. workforce. That'd be sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Dude, everyone's just like relaxing now. Like they get UBI or something. Yeah. But anyways, dude, that's the, that's, that's a lot of jobs, right? It's a lot of jobs. And, and that's just in the next two years. Yeah, it's going to be huge. I think customer support, you'll call a customer support. You'll have the world's best experience because they'll listen to you. They'll hear you. They'll understand and they'll fix your problem. And you'll be talking to a robot and not even know it. Think about appointment setters. Like they're going to be calling and it's going to be the perfect AI system. We're still quite a ways away from that because so much stuff is in beta. Like getting from zero to one is, the, is, is really the hardest part for a lot of these. And then they can get from one to 40 or 50 with some some ease but that next leap is really hard so like tesla they've got cars that can drive 60 70 percent itself but that final 30 is going to be really hard yep. and that's what's going to happen with ai even though we took eight years for open ai the people who did chat gpt to get here they got, it started eight years ago and then it's taken them like six months to really develop and get a user base they don't take them probably another five years to be perfect that said what's the craziest thing for me on AI, do you know who owns ChatGPT? No. Microsoft. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So they own ChatGPT. So they don't technically own it, but eight years ago, they there was like seven billionaires that invested $400 million into them. And they ended up creating the platform. And then Microsoft came and added another billion dollars to have them build it all on their servers. So it's entirely built on their servers. So the interesting thing is, if they can figure out a way to incorporate it into Bing's advertising system, Microsoft advertising could overtake Google. Google's working on their own stuff, but it's going to change the advertising space. Maybe we can write sales letters in a matter of a minute. So anyways, dude, I'm super excited about it and also super terrified. <laughs> Double-edged sword. Like, I see all the ways I can use this, and then I see all the ways where it's, oh, smokes, I'm going to lose clients because of it. Too. <laughs> like, yeah. dude, dude, have you seen the... There's a podcast that's made on AI and they take Joe Rogan. I, I think it's only Joe Rogan. So they'll take Joe Rogan and they'll interview people. Dude, there's a Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs podcast, which obviously Steve that's Jobs. all AI. That was made by AI. So they wow. take Joe. Yeah, they take Joe Rogan. They take it. Basically the way they take like all his episodes and they aggregate things he said. And then they take all of Steve Jobs talks he did publicly and aggregate it in like an audio database. And then they have AI write the podcast back and forth. And then just take the text and the words and put it together. Unreal. That's wild. <clears throat> we just started using a software where I said like a thousand different like sentences. And then it like now mimics my voice so you can type stuff in and it'll sound exactly like me with my tonality and everything. 
Is that with Descript or something else? I can't remember the name of it now. My CEO sent it over to me. It's a secret. He does know the name. He I don't. I don't. I wish I could share. <laughs> you keep all your secrets no. behind a paywall. <laughs> 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 yeah, I couldn't buy $100,000 mastermind next week and I'll give it to you. <laughs> but then I do know that at those, you do lay down everything. All of it. I pull up my you skirt. <laughs> Thank you on that. Dude, that's crazy. Are you using it? Like, how, are you? Or... We're still fine tuning it, but... <clears throat> When it's doing voicemail drops or doing doing new voicemail drop responses. So when someone calls in and they're like, oh, what about this program, that program, whatever, they like get a voicemail from me. It's like, hey, we have a phone line. Yeah. We have a full support team. People call into the phone line? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We have like, why is that so weird for like nowadays? Well, for the longest time, I just had a phone that would just go to voicemail and then it would get encoded. And then eventually a support person would find it and (laughs) email them back. This is years ago when I was still like, thanks for calling. Press one for sales. Press two for support. Sales goes right there. Yeah. Support goes to voicemail. Yeah. And then we were using like, have you ever, did you ever use hiremymom.com? No. What? It's an amazing website. I They are sponsoring this episode, by the way. <laughs> They're not, but I'm going to hit them up for it. No, but they hire stay at home moms. Grinder and other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, Grinder sponsored it too. So hire my moms. It's stay-at-home moms that are like graphic designers, web designers, copywriters, sales, and you can hire like awesome talent. And they're like, I need to make, like they're showing up for work, right? They're like a lot of single stay-at-home moms. It's a really cool system. So for a long time, we were using them for setters and support. And then eventually we brought it in all house. Okay, all in house. Cool. Yeah. Wow. He thought I was going on a joke there, but no, that's real. <laughs> I remember my mom was like, no, dude, I already did. <laughs> <laughs> This is a kid's show. There's lots of children listening in. Lots of man babies. A lot of man babies on this planet. <laughs> Just two babies. That's, that's actually sick. So, dude, imagine this, though. Someone, like, fills out for an opt-in form or, or they fill out for in- inquiry on the website. And it's literally, hey, this is Chance from Abundance.io. I saw you just submit the form. Jonathan, I wanted to call you because I see your business, blah, blah, blah. Was is doing X, Y. Dude, that'd be so sick. So we're working on. Yeah, I love it. And I will remember the name and I will tell you, but I just can't remember it right now. I literally logged into it for an hour, did, said all these weird phrases and then logged out and have it back <laughs> in. <laughs> but yeah, so chat GDP. Interesting. That was a smart play by Microsoft to like, oh yeah, here's a billion dollars, but you're going to build it on our software and overnight we might just take it from you. Uh, yeah, exactly. And they just actually announced two days ago, three days ago, that they're putting another $10 billion into it. Wow. Yeah. What is it like when it's, already learning that much what's another 10 billion gonna do it's just gonna speed up time apparently every iteration has cost a billion dollars to create so they're on that's not going to developers like dude i don't know because they're right now they it's only has aggregated 10 percent of the internet internet up to 2019 so gotcha so you're probably buying more servers and more cpu that's probably what it is yeah so then it can just run through it more. It's kind of like a Bitcoin like mining operation. It's like more computers, yeah, more exactly. data, more, I more guess. More data, more operations. So insane. Because especially for, obviously, Microsoft is at a whole different level. But like for us with our scalable businesses with like low overhead and being able to scale, it's gave me 10, but I wouldn't even be able to use, like, I wouldn't even be able to use it. Speak for yourself, dude. I'll, I'll take 10 billion. Like, <laughs> yeah, but to invest there. in your business for growth right now, like it just. Yeah. What do you do? Right? What do you do? Even, with- dude, even like in. 20 or 30 million i'd be like all right like that makes more that would make more sense it'd for, make more sense but it'd yeah. be like all right that's a lot of money now like of a hundred percent like 
effective, not profit, but like free, clear money. To, For sure. Yeah. Like we bootstrapped it. People come to us all the time. Hey, do you guys want investors? We bootstrapped this company from day one in 2015. You know who, you know who Dave Ramsey is, right? Yeah. There was a, a clip I saw of his where a guy, someone calls in, it's like, Hey, my net worth is like 3.5 million, blah, blah, blah. The first question he said is, all right, how much of that was an inheritance from your rich family? And he's like zero. And it's just interesting because a lot of people have this like limiting belief. It's like, you have to have wealthy family. You have to have an investor. You have to have dude, my first business. I went to the bank and got two $20,000 credit cards and bought some inventory. And then I started that business. The flying squirrel business? Yeah, literally, <laughs> dude, literally. But then, dude. You got to give the listeners like a little five minute recap because this is like the most genius business model that I've ever heard of, especially out of the gate that like you just went hard in the paint on this. And became the flying squirrel man from Canada. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really, I don't really talk about the credit card thing, but right. basically, what? So that that's a world premiere here first. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I just sugar gliders. They're effectively flying squirrels. They're they're from Australia and they make cute pets when you train them properly and all that stuff. And so did I, you bring one for me today? Dude, I actually have one in my booth. Do you, you? want to see it? Do you really? No, I don't have it. Oh, don't play <laughs> me like that. I want to see a little fucker fly around in here. <laughs> dude, dude, I would go to, okay, I would go to events literally like this. Yeah. And I would set up a booth and I'd be wearing a safari outfit <laughs> from head to toe. I'd be wearing, dude, like the Zoolander. Yeah. And and then I would have them in my pockets. Like I'd have five of them. And so I'd be like, over here. And then, and then he goes over here. I'd pull one out of this pocket. And uh, dude, we'd just sell them. And so I would travel to a different event literally every single week. I was in a different city for four years when I did it. I made a million bucks in my first year and a half doing it. And I hated my life because it was like just traveling like crazy. So yeah. that was when I, that was the business. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. But then I went into marketing and I wanted to t say like on the bootstrapping thing, like, dude, I literally started with $0. I got my first client. They paid me 3K. Boom. All right. Now I can buy a domain. Now I can buy a website. Like you don't need a single dollar to your name. To start a business. That's a limiting belief. Yeah, just because my dad was a dentist, his dad was a dentist, doesn't mean they gave me a dollar. In fact, they didn't, they, my dad, when I said, hey, I'm dropping into college to start a business, he ghosted me for six months. And I love my parents, but like you, dude, like bootstrapping, self-made, it's real. It's It can happen. Like anyone from any place with just a little bit of mindset, desire, and like persistence can make shit happen. It's all... Yeah, like that's the thing. Like my dad was a farmer, so he taught us like work ethic. And he's like, chance you always be successful if you just outwork everybody in the room. He taught you it, but you didn't learn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it. You work hard, dude. I see you work hard. And it, and so when it came into starting the business where I started with like a couple hundred bucks, I literally gave 500 bucks to a mentor. He was teaching me how to rank some sites online. And that was all the rest of my money. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to get on the phone. And I just started just freaking cold calling just random people. Looking them up online, cool, call a simple company, call this guy, call this guy, call this guy. Finally, like the 10th guy was like, yeah, I'll take a meeting. Why don't you come in Friday? And I was like, put up, hung up the phone. I just started crying. I'm like, someone said yes to this business that I'm just freaking starting. That was like the aha moment of, I think I'm onto something. I added value in that conversation, show up, sit down with the guy for like two hours and he writes me a check for 2,500 bucks. <laughs> it was like, that's like, Still to this day, one of the most exciting days of my life because that was the day that I set myself free because I started a business that I was already in profit. Yeah. Do, do, your, do your first clients to this day know that they were like your first clients? No. My, mine neither. Oh, absolutely not. Dude, there was one guy who paid my like all my bills for probably like, six months and, uh, and he had no idea that like, he was my only client. 
And the, my entire day was like waking up. Is this guy going to fire me? Yeah. Uh, that was like the scariest thing. And then stack like another client and like, all right, now I'm secure. And you know what I realized a couple of years ago is my first 10 clients up until about a year ago, there was like six of them that were still with me with mm -hmm. like very little communication. And I was like, why is that? And it was like, because I had built such a solid relationship with them because I was just starting out. So I was like sending them birthday cards and like mm -hmm. meeting up with them to go grab a cup of coffee and built like a really strong, like they became friends. And so there was just more trust built there. I was, I had always overserved them because they were my first couple of clients and then they stuck around forever. So it showed me like how important it was like actually build a relationship. That, that's all this is. That's all businesses. It's all sales is. It's all growing is. It's just building those relationships. And eventually you have enough relationships where your business really just starts to freaking take off to where you're like, wow, you're starting to do these like abundant leaps because of the relationships. The clients that I lost a couple months in, it's like I never even talked to them. It's like a sales guy sold them and then there was never that like core relationship built. Dude, can I plug your software here real quick? Yeah. So dude, my first client, one of my one of my first few clients, I sent him 2,000 leads in the first three months and was like, all right, this guy's got to be crushing it. Like, I'm with this guy for life. So I had a quarterly meeting, went into his office, was like, so what do you think? And he's sitting there, he's like, dude, I mean, I'm stoked. Like, when are you getting started? I was like, like, I sent you 2,000 leads over the last three months. Like, where are they? And it uh, turns out they were in his, like, his people's spam inbox because I was just emailing them to them. And so I was like, holy crap. And that's when I started, I was like, dude, I need your software. And, and so now it's okay. Now that this software exists, I build it up for my clients and I have every single one of my clients in there and they just see the leads come through. And that was like the game changer for me. So it's one of the plug that, cause that made me think about my first client, big lesson I learned and then how you created a solution to the problem. Yeah. And then th that's the thing is like, then was going back to them. How can it be better? It was like, if I can keep track of all my leads are like, okay, we got to start building that thing out. What would help even better if I didn't have to follow up with the leads? Okay, great. Let's create like some automation and i know that ai is going to continue to evolve or we'll be able to have like full lead nurturing automation will be mind-blowing because <laughs> nobody wants to do that like i'll have be working with like massive companies that are making 30 million a year 50 million a year and we're doing lead generation and like they for some reason still really struggle with keeping good people on the phones to set the stuff or to set the leads to close the leads to follow up the leads it's like pulling teeth or something together. I'm like, how did you survive up until this point? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> so instead, it's going to be, instead of just like someone who can call people and talk to them or do support, the jobs are going to be relationships. Yeah. Who do you know? Because we're not getting robots that are going to come to this event and kick it like we are anytime soon. No. So if you can get good at that communication, relationship building, I think that's probably the, fo the, the focus people need to have now. Yeah, the biggest thing is like when people get, intimidated or oh this is going to replace all these jobs it's that's challenging you because you need to up your skills like the world keeps evolving and new skills are showing up onto the marketplace all the time and if you're worried about your job being replaced by a low-level robot or in some cases like when people are freaking out about all the illegal immigrants in the u.s it's if you're really worried about somebody that cannot speak your language that does not have your education that does not have the resource that you have is going to take your job like that's a, an issue with you that's an insecurity with you. You haven't developed yourself far enough to be taking advantage of literally what is right in front of you. And so, you know, what people go all about, hey, it's going to replace this, replace that. It's, it's not going to replace relationships. It's not going to re replace leaders. It's not going to replace coaches. It's not going to replace 
people that know how to communicate, build relationships, build companies. It's also going to happen slow because very slow because even just think about how long it's taken companies to release social media. Dude, Walmart, Target didn't start using like TikTok and Instagram until a year and a half ago, two years ago. And it's like I, the adoption, the time to for large companies to adopt it, it's going to take a decade. So there's going to be opportunities in like implementation companies. So you can sure. a whole company just being a company that helps companies implement AI. That's literally what we're talking about tomorrow with starting a company in the growth phase. And like we go through so many of these cycles with new technology, new services, where it's like, it's created, it's starting to go. And then in that growth phase, you actually hop on the board there and you ride it to the top and then eventually gets to the saturated. And that's, you exit right before that saturation. So it's like, if you're catching those industries on growth, you ride it for a couple of years, saturation, sell. And people are always getting onto that wave curve at like different points and then get burned and they're wondering why. It's like, it already had its cycle. Like the people that have market share, the largest market share, are just going to own that and you're not going to be able to compete. It's just, it's done. It's like, what's the next thing? So always paying attention to what's happening in tech. So I love coming to these conferences and speaking with people and learning about chat GDP. Like what's next? What are the next things people are working towards? Automation. That's a big thing we talk about a lot on abundance. Every single business needs automation. That's the next plug. That's the next service. We're building an entire industry out of it, right? It's cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I was just thinking about you boy over here. I'm like, dude, I can just see him like falling asleep over here. I'm like, all right, we got to either end it or I got to crack some jokes. Or got to turn it up, turn yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, me? What? No, I'm, I'm just picking on you. I'm just not like in a bad way. I'm just like, dude, the, like the, it's a good representation of the audience. For sure. He also, hears I'm, me talk shit all day. So he's... I'm, Dude, I'm also like, so what's the most exciting thing that the that the listeners can't see right now happening that we want to tease them with? There's a lady dancing, dancing right there. terrible dance moves, <laughs> and all of her friends are actually laughing with her, not at her, which is nice. No, at her, not with her. I don't know. Oh, uh, you're saying it's a good thing. Yeah. I'm always a positive person. I was telling somebody about abundance earlier, and he's, he's he owns a pest control company, and he's, I tell him the whole thing. He's like, wow, that's a lot of positivity. <laughs> and I was like. How do you mean? He's like, every component of your business is so much happiness. I'm like, yeah. Like, is there not in your business? You say, we're just pest control. We just go and we kill bugs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that does make people happy. I just had a guy come out to my cabin when I had giant black ants everywhere. And I was happy after that. Yeah. I think it'd, <laughs> it'd be even happier if the guy came in with, I'm manifesting these bugs away, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, dude, what is the mission of abundance? What is your core mission? Our core mission is to teach 1 million people to be financially free and living abundant lives in the next three years. That doesn't mean people that have just gone through our programs. That means literally people changing their lives through transformation. And then what we're teaching really is like the three levels of wealth, the four levels of impact. So teaching people how to create one passive income stream, whether it be on Airbnb, Kindle, our SaaS agency model, our new program we're bringing it into, which is 0% down real estate deals, figuring out those systems, systematizing that, and then creating another one, right? So we're teaching how to hire, build teams, build softwares around that so that you can have two streams of income and then be investing that into generational wealth type platforms, building the syndicate, teach people how to roll that into real estate. And then on the fourth level is as once you have your immediate needs taken care of, then it's okay. Now, how do you have impact in the world? Like what is your mission? 
what pain did you go through as a child that you want to go head on that journey? My friend, Tim Tebow, it's all about sex trafficking. That is his big mission to knock that out. I started the nonprofit in Uganda in 2017 because I lost my father and I saw these kids that didn't have parents and it just like hit me. And so that, that was my whole thing is to take kids off the street, put them in homes. So since I've, and Abdul is building schools in, in Pakistan. And so since we started really sharing those stories, at this point, we've had, I don't know, a handful of students, probably 10 students that have blown up their businesses and then immediately went in and started nonprofits just based off of our story. So now we're really starting to bake that into abundance. And yeah, that's really like the whole mission of abundance is just like really helping people break through how their abundant leap mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, whatever's broken, whatever's hurt, like we're there to support you. We have two hour days where we have our therapists that you can speak with therapists weekly that are performance coaches that help you get through any of your mental blocks you have, any traumas that you're going through that are holding you back from getting to that next level. Because through COVID, a lot of therapists lost their jobs because it was all like a lot of in-person and a lot of them didn't know how to move to a like digital platform. So now I think we have 30 therapists and personal development coaches on staff that are speaking with anybody that comes through abundance. Love that, man. That's awesome. So it's been a beast, but it's been a wild ride. And people always ask me, did you always see this? Do you always see building this? And I said, not exactly, but when I was a kid, we used to go to Mexico and build houses and um, help out orphanages. And I was just like, man, I just want to help. This is in my innate nature to help people. And when I can see- a kid, you did that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When we're in junior high, junior high and high school. Yeah. We could go on the summer trip and we could go to different parts of the world and do these things. And I just felt called to do it. And from there throughout my life was a massage therapist, was helping people with a lot of physical and emotional therapy type stuff. And then I was like, but this is still like one-to-one. -one. What's the next, <laughs> what's the next thing from that? Like, how can you help one-to-many? And that's really like when abundance was born because people think if you can just fix your immediate financial thing where it's like an extra thousand bucks in a month, an extra 2000 bucks a month, and you can relieve that stress for somebody, then they have the energy and the finances to actually start making the little changes that they need to. Maybe they can start eating slightly better food to help their body perform better. Now they have more energy to be around their kids. Now the family component is fixed in a little bit of a way, right? Where parents aren't coming home, they're so exhausted, they don't wanna spend time with their partner or their kids, and then eventually you drift away. You always hear that drifting away from, and why families break up, because it doesn't just happen like that. It's like slowly over time, six years later, you're like, oh, I don't even love my wife anymore. I don't even know her. Why is that? I didn't have the energy to put back into that relationship. My the relationship with my wife was not abundant with my kids. So that's like really the whole thing behind abundance is if we can help you in any one of those places. And if we can't, we're going to send you to somebody that can. So that's really the big mission. We have the 50,000 people that have come through that we've helped transform their lives in our higher programs. We have 130,000 people that have gone through like some of our beginner mindset training type stuff. But yeah, the goal is in the next three years to teach a million people to be financially free where they can actually go out and have real impact. In it. Yeah. <clears throat> Amazing, man. Love it. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's, it, dude, I like the elevation because like <clears throat> you have your companies, but I like that you now, I don't know if it's, it's new, right? Abundance is a new, is a newer thing or? It's been a thought for a lot of years <clears throat> and it's really just come together in the last year. Okay. Yeah. But now we're really getting out there. Like the podcast is coming out. We're doing more of these doing more partnerships, more JVs. So now it's like, this is my main mission is just abundance. It's not just one individual business. It's the umbrella company of abundance. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun, dude. Yeah, man.
I was looking at it. So let's wrap it up. I know I want to try to get your other buddy on here too before it gets too late because I know his wife's going to come in and then we'll lose him for the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to the concert. So yeah, we're going to the concert. So thank you guys for tuning in. Another abundance podcast with my good friend Dylan from Mindful Agency. If you need PR services, go check them out. He'll make you rich, famous. He'll help you find your dream partner. What else do you guys supply? <laughs> Limousine transportation, anywhere you land. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we do provide a seven-star experience. Yeah, you're buying PR, but you're also, it's also the experience, too. We provide amazing experiences when working with us. And, and outside of that, make sure you check out HireMyMom.com. Uh, thank <laughs> you for sponsoring today's podcast. And yeah, it's been fun. That's a wrap. Door-to-door con live at the Abundance Podcast. We'll catch you guys on the next episode.